Ciao, Calcio fans. Welcome to United by Calcio, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the heart of Italian football. My name is Christian, and I am joined, as always, by Robbie. Yes, sir. Welcome, Robbie. And, uh, well, in this week's episode, we'll be covering uh, the some of the matchups from the upcoming week, right? The action from tomorrow, uh, Friday at 1230 was when the match day 18 uh, games start. So with that said, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. First game, Napoli-Monza. That's right. I mean, Napoli are going to be missing Oseman on a red. Politano Mm -hmm. on a red. So we're going to get a lot different of a Napoli side uh, than expected. Right now, projected Simeone and Raspadori both start in those places. Um, Monza last year were a giant killer. And it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to do that. Um, They haven't really been in great form, to be fair. They lost to Fiorentina at home. They lost to Milan Mm -hmm. on the road. They beat Genoa, but then they lost to Juventus at home. Two draws before that. So... One win in their last six. Not exactly ideal, um, no. but it's probably exactly the right time you want to play Napoli. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, this is it. This is post two Reds Napoli, uh, post Roma drawing you into their ugly, ugly game Napoli. Absolutely. This is it. You know what? Maybe, maybe just uh, do what Roma did, just piss him off. And just have him get a whole bunch of red cards and go go through it that way. You can take that approach. That's not an impossible approach. Uh, jokes aside, though, uh, this team is capable. You are right. They they are definitely uh, not not exactly in the best form. I mean, drawing one against Cagliari, losing against Juventus, winning against Genoa, and then losing the last two against Milan and Fiorentina, like you mentioned, not exactly a great uh, form to to walk into this game with. But like you just mentioned, Napoli's not exactly walking into this game in great form either. So this could go either way. I mean, uh, predictions are, are tough on this one because I like Monza. Uh, Colpani's one of my sort of favorite up-and-coming Italian uh, players. Uh, let's not forget Di Gregorio. This guy leads the league in match uh, saves per match. 3.9 saves per match. That's how, that's how busy this Monza team keeps him. And he responds. You got to give it to him. Di Gregorio is going to be sold to a very good team. And I'm hoping it's Inter. Uh, <laughs> but he is so good. He is, he is so good. good. Like some of the yeah. saves that he makes, you're just like, wow, how did yeah. you just pull that out of the hat? Like what? Absolutely. How is that not in the back of the net? Um, but yeah, I mean, Napoli are 3-1-4 and four at home. Mm-hmm. That is wild. I would yeah. have never guessed that they are that like poor at home. Absolutely. Feels like that's like their fortress, and they just keep losing at home. Um, that being said, I think they win this game three to one. That's a fair uh, result. Uh, yeah, I mean that's you mentioned the home record for Napoli. Right, uh, Monza is not exactly great uh, away either. Three, four, and four, I believe, is their record uh, away. Um, so, you know, not great, not terrible um, for a team in their standing, anyways. Um, we, given that, though, 
I don't I don't see either how they how they can overpower Napoli, especially with their bad form recently. Uh, I would have to make this uh, a two-one Napoli win, uh, just sort of grinding it out, finding a last-minute goal, and and that's it. Pulling a Juve, pulling a Juve. That that's how I see this game uh, working. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, well, you know, I love the two-to-one predictions. Oh yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. With that, let's uh, transition over to Genoa Inter, right? Because this team is known has been known to give Inter headaches in the past, right? So. They did draw against Inter February 25th of last year. So what are we expecting here? Yeah, I mean, for me, I just think Inter are going to be able to dictate dictate play. And hopefully Toro is going to be healthy. Right now he's projected not to start, which will be the Arnautovic-Taram combo. But they have more than enough firepower to be able to win this game without Toro. I just think yeah. that overall, like Retigu is good. He came out of Argentina, um, the league, or yeah, he played for Tigre. Um, and yeah, he, he was good there, and he scored some goals for Genoa. I just don't see them really creating a lot of opportunities unless like mm-hmm. Malinovsky hits one from far. <laughs> yeah. I just think Inter will be, do their best to limit the chances that Genoa gets, which will be then Molinowski seeing a little bit of space from 30 out and firing one, which he yep. can score. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just think Inter are going to be too much for them, even on the road, win 2-0. Um, Genoa at home, 3-3-2. Three, three and two. Solid record for a lower side. Mm-hmm. But Inter on the road... Seven one and zero, and have conceded two times. That just seems too much for me. That that's entirely fair. Uh, I I I would say I, I'd be a little more worried of uh, Gudmundsson as as Juve learned sure. the hard way uh, during during their matchup. Right, uh, Malinovsky can be good, can definitely be good, but there's a reason why he left Atlanta. Right, he's just yeah. inconsistent. Inconsistent. Uh, inconsistency is a problem there. That said, I do see this game panning out to one-one draw. Uh, I just don't see much going uh, going on either way. Uh, then again, I could be totally wrong, but one-one draw just because you need it at home. What was that? Because <laughs> you need it for Juve. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm anti-Inter, uh, and maybe Juve might need it. But uh, manifesting. <laughs> Have you ever heard of manifesting? Robbie? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what you're exactly. Doing. <laughs> But your prediction was 2-0, which, I mean, is totally fair. That's just, that's very likely to, to happen, given that that's Inter's favorite scoreline, 2-0. Yeah. But. Last two games, at, yeah, well, right. at least for uh, non-cup competition. Yeah, exactly. And then before that, it was uh, doubled against uh, Udinese, you know, 4-0. So it's always like some some two, variation of two, right? Two times whatever. Yeah. Something to <laughs> but, zero. Yeah, something. To, that's right. Yeah. Which you got to love. I mean, that's a nice predictability there when you know it's something to zero. Uh, I would love to have that same right. thing. I, I don't, unfortunately. Not with you, babe. It's always something to one. If, if, I'm, if I'm lucky, it's something to one. Uh, if I'm unlucky, it's something to like three or four. <laughs> but jokes aside there, uh, let's uh, move on to the uh, AC Milan-Sassuolo uh, matchup. 
with that, uh, you know, we've got a bit of a, an interesting matchup. We talked about this on on the recap uh, episode, right? You said that this game could go either way. And I can't disagree with you. Like, if, if I woke up tomorrow, or sorry, December 30th, and I found out this game ended, you know, 4-2 Sassuolo, I wouldn't exactly be shocked. Nor would I be shocked if it was 4-2 Milan. So where do we see this? Yeah, I mean, you just don't know with these teams. It's the incon- There's no consistency and no. from either of them. Sassuolo haven't won in four games. Um, one in their last six, seven, sorry, eight, nine. One in their <laughs> last 10, 11, 12. One win in their last 12 games. Yeah. Um, so it's just like good. You, you don't know. I mean, I think Milan win this game. Um, yeah. But just like... Milan could totally lose this game. Like I say, my prediction will be they're winning, but like Milan doesn't give any confidence either. So it's like, which side are we going to get? Are we going to get the three nothing versus Monza side, or are we going to get the two two versus Salernitana side that they barely salvaged the draw? Um, I'll go podcast got special for two to one. Um, Maybe Berardi just gets a late goal. That just. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. I mean, I will give this to to Milan just because of their home record. Six uh, wins, zero draws, two losses. Uh, those two losses are a little concerning, but uh, I think all in all, they, they, they have proved enough uh, that they can sort of handle themselves at home. Uh, with that, my prediction, 2-0, Milan. There you go. But, Two one for you though. That's an interesting one. I mean, Berardi is currently uh, the second leading scorer, right? In, in, in Serie A, so wouldn't be shocking. He... Well, it's more just we said how um, they whatever they haven't won in twelve games. Yeah, they've scored in seven straight games. Right. <laughs> so it's not for the fact that they can't score; they just right. can't stop teams from scoring on them. No, they can't. Their defense is horrible. Really, really bad. I don't know how they get out of this, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, part of the conversation I think uh, we, we've had in the past is the Sassuolo team might have hemorrhaged too much talent too quickly uh, between you know losing Scamacca, Luki, uh, losing uh, Raspadori, uh, and then losing Locatelli, uh, etc. That's a lot to lose in such a short period of time. It, have they hit a wall, do you think, developmentally speaking? where they just can't replenish, even though they have the money likely because of all, the, all those transfers. What do you make of that? I think it's more just patience. Like, I do think Loriente is a really good player. I do think Pinamonti is a solid player. Um, but it's just they need to find those next guys. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they had too many go out without enough impactful veteran players coming in because losing a yeah. Fratesi is a lot, but when you it lose Raspadori and Skamaka and it just keeps on adding up where eventually the bill comes due and you're going to need guys who know how to win in this league yeah. to win these games. Um, and maybe next year that'll, if they can stay up, which it does feel like they might be in a battle. Um, they'll find those guys. 
yeah, I mean, I I think Lorienta is also very, very interesting. Now, I I think the future of this team, in my view, hinges on whether Berardi eventually leaves to go to Juve, right? Or somewhere else. The rumors still have him pegged as, as, as if he's sort of heading to Juve at some point in time. There seems to be a lot of conviction in that assertion. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've heard about this rumor for how long now, right? It's been at least the last few seasons. At one point, he was co-owned by Juve and Sassuolo. So you sort of wonder, is this actually going to happen or is this just more rumors, right? If if they do lose Berardi, this team, I mean, that how do they make that up, right? I do not know. They better hope that sale is large. <laughs> I don't know I how large that's going to be. Exactly, because he's older now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. That's a lot of talent and goals and assists that they'd have to replace. But he's 29 years old, right? Yeah. So, I mean, well, what are we talking here? Like, what, 30, 30, 40 million? Yeah. Juve could probably afford that. Um, not much more than that, probably, but, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, we're not Inter nowadays. We can't just throw money at everyone and just, you know, hope they come on board, you know, Robbie. Hey, there was a tweet that came from someone that said uh, Inter are entering bankruptcy today, which Wait, isn't true. They, that oh. tweet was circled in areas Jesus. today, um, but it was the, the wow. most ridiculous tweet. It was just like a Transfer News Daily account not like oh a, one of those yeah one of those it wasn't accounts, that yeah, account yeah. it was like gotcha. center goals um yeah. but it was just like they had to use onana and brosvich to not get bankrupt but like that's just the dumbest thing i saw <laughs> tweeted today um it was fresh in memory but it was today when it yeah. got tweeted this morning it's just like that's crazy yeah i think you that are doing i think they're, they're doing fine they're doing fine yeah. uh if anything, point, anything like whatever Oak Tree gets the club because Sooning yeah. can't pay the loan, and then Oak Tree sells the club to someone else. It's not the Either worst way, scenario. It's just yeah. like, yeah, they have to deal with debt, so it might be a step back next year, but it is what it is. Now, there is one team that you know does not have any ownership drama because everyone knows who's going to own this team, uh, Juventus. The Agnelli family is not giving up control of this team, luckily for uh, uh, everyone mm-hmm. who likes Juve because... Well, I mean, I think with ownership stability, it makes your life a little easier, right? Um, as we've seen throughout Serie A, given that, though, they are facing Roma coming off of uh, decent form. I mean, you know, they, they lose to Bologna, sure, but I am confident that, you know, Juve are not going to lose to Roma in this game for one reason. Juve don't exactly allow Roma to play their, you know, sort of game of drawing you in with their aggressive tackling and this sort of aggressive behavior. They're not going to get 15 red cards in this game. That's just not going to happen. So I, I just don't, I don't see that. Luckily we don't have those kinds of players on the team. I am concerned about Vlaovic sort of becoming frustrated by that because that does happen, right? Where he mm-hmm. sort of just starts to throw his hands up in the air constantly and then he gives up and he, you know, there goes his body language. Um, I, I do wonder if in this game we will see, uh, Moise Ken maybe make an appearance. I don't know. Uh, but overall, I do see this as a UV victory 2-1. Yeah, you have a lot more optimism for uh, goals than I do. Um, <laughs> for me, this is a like a 0-0 or a one nothing game. This is a game that you don't tell a neutral to watch. This is our game of the week, and like, I'm That's true. excited for it. 
but this is not good football that will be played. It'll be no, I mean, anti-football. It'll just be a lot of nothing for 85 minutes. I'm going to say there's going to be nothing. Just nothing happens. Just bad fouls and just bad footy. So but who wins it? Juventus won nothing. Yeah, of course. Right. Like they're going to find a way so to win this game. I'm going to I'm going to extend this out a little bit. So let's make a fun little prediction. How many yellow cards in this game? Mm, I don't think it'll be like the Napoli game, but so four. Is that just Roma or? <laughs> I, that's total. I don't. I don't that's think total. this game will be yeah. too bad. It should be bad. It, Mourinho does hate Juventus, so he'll yes, get he that does. team fired up. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe four is too low, but that's I'm going with four. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna head in there for six, and like four of those being Roma, um, just because this Roma team just I, I genuinely if Paredes plays, he's definitely gonna get a red I mean yellow card, <laughs> maybe a red, given how uh, how how well he performed for Juve last season. Um, I think there's there's a little bit of bad blood there, but. All in all, this should be an interesting game. Um, Lukaku is currently performing very well, right? I mean, you've got a good matchup there. Vlaovic just scored week before. Chiesa scored. So if Chiesa and Vlaovic start, there's some momentum there. If they if they keep it up, yes, I do agree with you. It is very much so the game of anti-football, uh, especially when considering who is managing. But I think even Allegri has done a little bit of a better job of not being as anti-football as Mourinho. I mean, Mourinho has taken this to, to heights unseen, which says a lot. Yeah, I mean, Mourinho and Roma rely on Dybala and Lukaku. Yeah. Which one of those isn't playing. So it'll be interesting to see how Lukaku manages without great service. So, but I I think Juventus will be able to shut him down pretty well, pretty similar to what Inter did, just like limit where he is. Like you won't yeah. have opportunities to counter. This is the problem. Like that's what I mean by like this will be very an unentertaining game. It's just mm-hmm. like both want you the other team to attack and then hit on the counter, and just yeah, exactly neither are gonna let the other do that. They're gonna play so reserved that it just. I could see one goal in this game. Whoever scores wins. Oh, it's definitely entirely possible. I mean, I would I be shocked if Juve pull out a 1-0 win yet again? No. I mean, this is the 1-0 team. If there was one team uh, that could pull off a 1-0 victory, it is Juve. Uh, ever since, I think it was, what, 2020 when Allegri came back. Actually, it was when Allegri came back. Ever since he came back to manage this team, Juve have won the most 1-0 games in Serie A, period. Which is shocking to you, right? You're, you're just completely flabbergasted. But um, with that, I think that covers our previews for this coming uh, week. I do want to cover very quickly the craziness around the court ruling uh, issued in Europe that essentially said UEFA and FIFA cannot essentially interfere with clubs' willingness to want to move away from their sanctioned competitions, right? So that essentially opens up the door to the Super League. And, well, what do you know? The same day, the new Super League is announced by A22, which is such a great name for an organizing (laughs) body. Gotta love that. What a creative name. So just structurally speaking, 
because apparently a five-year-old created this uh the tiers for this league uh there's the star gold and blue tiers and there's going to be promotion relegation because of course again five-year-olds invented this league with that said there's 16 teams in the top tier 16 in the middle tier and then 32 in the bottom tier Apparently, all these games are supposed to be free, whatever, you know, merit-based, whatever they want to advertise. Right now, Real and Barcelona are the only ones officially tied to it. There have been some rumors that there are 15 teams throughout Europe that are interested in this as well, just not saying much about it. However, all the leagues, a lot of prominent teams, including Serie A teams, have come out against it. What are we making of this, Robbie? I'm glad all these teams are saying no. It just, it's not good for football for me. Like, I get it. Like, it's a lot of money. And I'm glad a lot of the Italian teams have said no, because like Inter obviously would benefit from such a league. If you're invited, you're in the Star League, whatever tier one it is, you get a billion dollars. Like that immediately pays the Oak Tree loan that we talked about five minutes ago. Yeah. And you actually are now competitive with the EPL um, yeah. financially. But still, it's it's not about making money. It's about football. And this is, would be yeah. terrible for football as a whole. And yeah, I, I'm just very happy that teams are all like immediately were like, nope, we're out. We're out. Just great. I agree. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that there's some um, there's some comfort in the fact that a lot of these teams, a lot of these leagues, I mean, the leagues, you knew were going to respond to it this way, but there's some comfort in some of the big heavyweights across the world saying no to it. I agree with you. It's not good for football. My concern is, given the, the, the severe divide, and, and there's some blame to be levied here on the Premier League, right? Because I think the Premier League has sort of run away, not to their own fault to an extent, but you could argue there's sort of been some recklessness in that process, right? Where they've created such a division between themselves and the rest of the European leagues, right? That maybe it creates a little bit of animosity and maybe the the teams from the other four leagues in, in Europe, the big four leagues in Europe, will want to join a league like this so that they can be competitive. Does that hold any water to you? No. Like, that's just like... These leagues, Serie A included, yeah. need to be run better. Like you yeah, can't absolutely. look at the Premier League and be like, wow, that league's run so great. And like mm-hmm. look at all this money that's coming into there. Like, yeah, you can do that too. Like right. and Serie A wasn't trying to give charity when they were top of the table, like <laughs> exactly in the early two thousands, late nineties. Like they were top of the table. Right. They were certainly not being like, Oh, EPL, here you go. Like, yes, like no, like this yeah. is it like everyone's greedy. That is yeah. what it is. That's why the Super League's p- a potential thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, just let's love football. Yeah. Because the Super League is not loving football. And I get it. UEFA, FIFA, not exactly yeah. good organizations. But everyone likes this system. It's a good yeah. system. Let's just stick to it. We're already going to the new Champions League and new Europa League and new Conference League. So, like, it's good. Perfect. Let's all just have fun with that yeah i mean uh you're absolutely right i I think part of it too is uh i think there was rumor there were rumors that uefa is backing away from uh the new champions league format 
uh, as a sort of response to this, which is a bizarre response. If I, if I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not sure what what that would do. It, this all this whole thing just seems bizarre, though. I have a feeling that all this is going to get worked out, and we're all just going to end up in one UEFA-sanctioned competition again. Because I, I don't see how this happens, where Serie A, you know, Bundesliga, La Liga, and Liga and lose some of their best teams to a private organization. It's just it seems far-fetched primarily because can you imagine what would happen to most of these leagues if they lost their best teams they would collapse yeah they don't have the money to make make up the difference there they already are struggling i mean said we just talked about the fact that you you were just mentioning a great point said is poorly run they just settled for a contract with the, the zone and sky sports that was less than the prior deal not a good thing Granted, that's better than Lee Gun, where like you know they didn't even have a deal and they still don't have a deal, as far as I know. Um, that doesn't bode well for that league, but that's not exactly a comparison you want. No, and the Bundesliga is still a struggling, I think, too, because on ESPN they're just not pulling on, uh, pulling the viewers. We'll yeah, talk but that's more just about this. To be fair, yeah, well, that's fair, but, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we'll talk more about this for sure in the uh, near future as we get more information. And uh, we'll have a special episode out for it. We'll definitely let you uh, all know. With that, thank you for joining us again. We will be back next week, right, for a Wednesday release uh, again. Thank you for joining me, Robbie. Yes, Thanks and, for having uh, me. Just ignore the entire chant. Yeah, everyone. I mean, big game tomorrow. I'm, no, no, no. Don't, don't, Let's go. Don't. If you take one thing, oh, you gave on. me the window. I, I will mute you. I if mean, you take seriously. one thing from this podcast. All I you know what? Is one. Thanks for I'm, listening. We appreciate. Recording it. is over. But bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Inter. No, don't even listen to him. No, it's okay. Ciao, everyone. Ciao, ciao.